0: and we are back for another edition of believe in eagles i'm your host mike gill we got game day everybody we're going to do a preview of the eagles and the vikings what's up everybody i do want to hit back on the game from sunday real quick and then give you my keys for the game uh tonight we will be uh, obviously looking at the eagles and the vikings heavy here but i do want to go back to the game on sunday quickly and just kind of give you a couple quick thoughts one I thought Jalen Hurts was kind of uneven in the game. I was a little disappointed in what I saw from him, but I'm not alarmed. Uh, I just think it's, you know, Nick Sirianni said after the game, something that I didn't love that he said, he basically said, yeah, maybe I should put in my notes that we should play, play in the preseason. He didn't really play in the preseason last year. I think they played all of one series in the preseason a year ago. So that's not say, hey, maybe they should play in the preseason. They went to the Super Bowl by following a formula. You don't have to change it up. Now, I'm not against playing in the preseason, but the reason you don't play in the preseason is because you don't want to risk injury. Let's not all of a sudden go crazy and start playing guys, you know, halves of games in preseasons and then saying when a guy gets hurt, why did you play a guy in the preseason? So that's number one. I definitely think Hurts and the offense in general. I think the receivers and Hurts were, you know, while he had his targets with A.J. Brown, he had a couple with Smith. He had nothing with Goddard. It just seemed off a little bit. I think the offensive line was not what they are generally up to. I was disappointed. 16 to nothing. You have this offensive line, and one of the things with this offensive line is you have a 16 nothing lead. You run that game out. You just demoralize the Patriots. The Eagles could not do it. Bill Belichick, tough foe in week number one. I thought Brian Johnson had a game plan. I didn't love the game plan. I thought he was a little um, conservative, but I also thought that he just didn't have a great feel for his offense yet. I hope that grows as this season goes on. Uh, Offensively, I would say Hertz was average, not great. And guess what? We have come to expect Hertz to be great. The last time we saw him, he was great in the Super Bowl, and this time he was just average. I think that will change. Not a worry there. Kenny Gainwell, who's going to miss the game against the Vikings, not a huge surprise, but I think the surprise was that he was the main featured back and nobody else was a part. I thought we thought Gainwell would be the guy, but that they would be rotating other guys in there. That was not the case. Gainwell was the guy, 54 yards, not great. Didn't wasn't overly impressed with Gainwell. I like Gainwell, but I wasn't overly impressed with Gainwell. Now, he will not play in the game against the Vikings, but was that a byproduct of Gainwell just not a great back? Uh, did the offensive line not create the openings that we're expecting? I think those are things that we'll find out now with Gainwell out. Who picks up the slack? It'll probably be DeAndre Swift. He had two touches in the game, uh, against uh, Actually had one touch. I think he had one carry and two passes thrown his way. I don't think he caught either one of them. Regardless, he had a very, very, very small role in the offense. That should expand against Minnesota. I'd like to see Rashad Penny. Penny's the guy I think is the best of the group. Now, he, put it this way, if Penny's on the team, it's because they think he's good enough. If he's good enough, he's on the roster, he's better than Gainwell and Swift in terms of what he has accomplished. If he's not good enough, then he shouldn't be on the roster if he's going to be a healthy scratch. We'll see how that materializes. He's a guy that averaged six yards a carry twice in his career. His problem has been health. If he's healthy and he's not playing, I want to know why. So the offense, I thought, was uneven. Defensively, look, John Gannon was not the most popular guy. I didn't have a big problem with John Gannon. I would say this, if you didn't like John Gannon's defense, you don't. Like today's NFL. It's not that you don't like John Gannon. You don't like today's NFL because already people were complaining about Sean Desai. They don't blitz enough. There's a lot of cushion underneath. Yes, that's the style of defense in today's NFL. Teams are so reluctant to give up the deep ball that they are willing to let you catch the ball underneath and then make tackles. So it amounts to a lot of completions and a lot of yards. Go look at completion percentages around the league for quarterbacks. Right, It's not crazy that Mac Jones had a high-efficiency completion game, but he couldn't do anything over the top. That's today's football. So it's not that you don't like John Gannon. You don't like the style of defense that is played in today's NFL that basically has all the rules in place for the offense. Everything is offense about offense going down the field, offense scoring points. So defenses are coming in. And they are essentially saying, you are not going to get behind us, so we're going to let you catch the ball in front. And Matt Jones had a huge day, 35 of 54 for 316, but he only completed less than six yards of pass. The Eagles had two sacks. Um, they blitzed a little bit, not a whole heck of a lot. They did get some pressure on the quarterback. They hit Jones seven times. But I thought, obviously, the play of the game was two. One was the uh, – Slay pick six was obvious. Late in the game, though, you had Fletcher Cox get some pressure there. He had that quarterback hit, um, and I thought that told me a little something. It wasn't a huge play in the game, but if Fletcher Cox can be used in the way that the Eagles used Brandon Graham last year, an uh, older guy, keep him fresh and maximize him. So I think you might see Fletcher Cox role reduced, but maybe you get more out of him this year. Defensively, I thought they were okay. I thought N'Kobe Dean was actually pretty good in the game. He didn't get enough uh the injury for him is why I'm referring to him. I thought he played really good downhill, avoiding blocks, was a guy that didn't seem like a descript player in the game. But when he left, I thought that was something that was noticeable. Christian Ellis probably will get the start against Minnesota. So let's go to Minnesota. A couple of things in this game that I think definitely need to be pointed out. Why? Why? do Uh, we look at this game from this angle first the Eagles and Vikings have played a bunch of times and when the Eagles play the Vikings generally everybody talks about Justin Jefferson and who stops him well the Eagles have done a great job in stopping Justin Jefferson over the years including the game that they played just one season ago they played last season in also week number two on a Monday night This is a Thursday night, but if you remember last year, they played on a Monday night, and the Eagles essentially dominated that game. And in that game, Justin Jefferson was essentially a nothing burger. In the game, Jefferson had six catches for 48 yards. The difference in this game is no James Bradbury. How will that affect things? Josh Job is expected to get the start in that spot. And with that, will the Minnesota Vikings try to get Jefferson somehow lined up on Josh Job? or will the Eagles have Darius Slay follow him around? That is something to keep an eye. Will Sean Desai has his first big decision. Does Job get lined up with Jefferson, or do you have Darius Slay playing him over there? I also think when you look at this team, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, last year they had Adam Thielen, who had kind of lost his game. Um, He wasn't a game-breaker, but he was a very steady wide receiver for this team. Now a little bit more speed, not a lot more speed, with Jordan Addison out there. So the Eagles have a little bit of their hands full in that situation. But I think the guy to really keep an eye on here is TJ Hawkinson. And Hawkinson is going to be matched up with linebackers who were not great in coverage, right? They, they are not great in coverage. Last week against New England, Hunter Henry had five catches for 56 yards. And Mike Iziki had three catches for 36 yards. So that's eight catches for almost 90 yards from the tight ends. And Hunter Henry also had a score. I think if you put Henry and Gazicki together, you get a Hawkinson type of guy. Hawkinson, a big, physical, fast guy. I think he could be a problem for the Eagles um, linebackers who are not great in coverage. Zach Cunningham, not great in coverage. Ellis, we just don't know enough about. He really hasn't played in an NFL speed game. I mean, he just hasn't been out there except for the 30-plus snaps he had last week. And I didn't think he was very good in pass coverage last week. You also don't have Reed Blankenship out there. So at safety... Do they go with two veterans in Edmonds and Evans or are we going to see them give the rookie and unleash Sidney Brown for the first time and throw him out there? So some of the things I'll be watching is what the Eagles choose to do with their linebacker safety situation with Dean being out and Blankenship being out. What will they do there? The big thing though, is this, we know the Vikings have great weapons, but will they have enough time to get the ball to those weapons Garrett Bradbury is out, but the Vikings offensive line with or without Bradbury is their weak spot. It has been a weak spot for them for years. It has constantly been a weak spot for this team. They just have not been able to figure out how to get that offensive line. It's crazy to think about it. How can they not get this offensive line competent? Now, they're better on the tackles than they've been. They are better on the tackles, but the interior of that line is still a disaster for them. So I think Philadelphia gets a ton of pressure up the middle in this game. I think the Eagles' defensive line is the story again. I think it was one of the stories last week, but it's probably a bigger story in this game. You remember last year, they got two sacks in the game. They had seven quarterback hits, very similar to what they did against the Patriots. Two sacks, in fact, it's the exact same number. Two sacks and seven quarterback hits, but they broke up 11 passes. They made Kirk Cousins rush. And in that game, Cousins threw for 4.8 yards in attempt. He had three interceptions in the game. He was skittish. He wanted to get the ball out of his hand because he saw the pressure coming. So that was a big factor in that game. And I think what I'm watching for this game is can the Eagles defensive line take over and compensate for the linebacker and safety issues and Josh Jobs who hasn't played ever. You got Jefferson Addison. They also have got Osborne. KJ Osborne's another guy who's pretty good. But I think Hawkinson is a big story in this game. He'll be the guy that I'm circling and watching. But the Eagles with Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, I want to see more from Milton Williams in this game too. I think they can win on the inside and take advantage there. So the big concern in this game would be if I'm a Minnesota fan, can I block the Eagles interior? And I quite frankly don't think they can. So I think the Eagles can mask some of their safety and linebacker issues with that interior push. Now, if the Vikings have a good game plan, they are going to get the ball out of their hand quickly. They're going to say, we're going to go right over the middle. We're going to go right into the flats. We're going to try to get Hawkinson involved in this game early. I also think Minnesota – with Dalvin cook, no longer a part of the offense. This is the Alexander Madison show now. And Madison, I thought is, you know, he's a guy who's played a lot over the last couple of years, but he's not as adapt in the past game as cook was. He had 11 carries for 34 yards last week. He only had three catches for 10 yards. That's the big difference. Hawkinson had eight for 35 for them. I think Hawkinson who had nine targets last week, he'll get fed a lot, but can they get a running back? out of the backfield matched up with linebacker. If you get Hawkinson kind of bracketed, maybe by an Ellis and a safety, who's left over for the running backs? So that's a big something that I'll be keeping an eye on. So Hawkinson for me, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm watching him all night long. I know Justin Jefferson is the big name there, but the Eagles have done a good job in kind of containing him, including the game that they played last year. So I would almost say Hawkinson concerns me. I know that sounds crazy that Hawkinson concerns me almost more than Jefferson does in this particular matchup, just because of what I'm lacking. I'm lacking at linebacker and I'm lacking at safety. And those are the two areas where I think that the Eagles will have some problems. So that's definitely number one on the list is TJ Hawkinson. I think uh, if if the Eagles can get Slay matched up with Jefferson, you can rest a little easier. The question will be, what happens with Bradbury out? Do they try to get him lined up with Josh Job? And is Josh Job, guy who played at Alabama, has been in some big games, is he up for the challenge in this one? So that's one. Let's flip the thing over to the offensive side of the ball. Can the Eagles' offensive line take care of Minnesota here? I think this is an interesting. Minnesota Brian Flores, member the former Miami Dolphins head coach, also was the defensive coordinator in New England. It's a really interesting matchup here. Harrison Phillips on the nose, can you run there? Uh, Daniel Hunter, I think, is a really tough. You know, I don't know that he's on the Judon level. In fact, I don't. I know he's not. Uh, but he's a guy that you're going to have to circle. Hunter would be the one guy on this team. Last week, he got a sack. Had about seven tackles last week. So he's an active player. He's kind of their version. Um, Hunter would be their version of Redick for, for Eagles fans out there. So you're going to want to keep an eye on where Daniel Hunter is on the field, um, number 99 for, for Minnesota. The other guy on this team, we talked about Harrison Phillips, the nose is because they play kind of a 3-4. So this is a team that maybe you can run the ball more effectively on than you were able to last week in the game against New England. I think you're going to see some looks, though, that are still going to be confusing for Brian Johnson, the play caller, that he's going to have to really figure out. Old friend Jordan Hicks is a linebacker there. Harrison Smith, not the same player that he was at safety. I think uh, Byron Murphy Jr., uh, one of their corners is a guy, too, that you can try to go after. I think you can get them on the corners and try to go after them there. You take a look at them last week. They played against uh, Tampa Bay. And in the game last week, if you look at what Tampa Bay, it was a low-scoring game. So in Tampa Bay, not the most – I think Tampa Bay has got a lot of problems on the offensive line too. Also, they're a little limited at quarterback. But if you take a look at what Tampa Bay was kind of able to do against them, uh, they got the ball to Mike Evans, but everything was short, 6-for-66. Six Godwin, 5-for-51. But they were able to get the ball to their playmakers. Minnesota, similar to Philly, they'll let you catch the ball – and then they want to try to make plays after. So I think if the Eagles can get a lot of quick stuff to Brown and Smith, that could be a big uh, um, big part of their offense tonight. But I also think you can take some shots down the field if you can open some things up with Goddard in the middle. The tight end last week did not get involved in the game for Tampa Bay, which I thought was a little surprising. Jordan Hicks, pretty good guy in coverage. As a linebacker, Tampa Bay did not run the ball lick last week. They ran it a lot, 33 for 73, but only two yards a carry. So Minnesota was stingy last week when it came to the run game. So those are some of the things you're looking at, and those are some of the things you're kind of keeping an eye on as this game materializes. I think the game being in Philadelphia, Minnesota has not fared very well in Philly. We know that. Short week, right? Right a very short week for both these teams playing on the Thursday night. Last year, you remember, Minnesota won 13 games and one of their few losses last year, 13 and 4, was here in Philadelphia. They had remember they had walloped uh surprisingly Minnesota beat uh Green Bay in in the first week. They came here and got beat pretty handily. And they went on to have a great season and not a lot of people bought into them. Nobody seems to be buying into them right now. But I think it's an interesting team. I just think their offensive line issues has been the same problem that they have had year after year after year. And when they have, you could make a strong argument over the past, you know, maybe not now, but Justin Jefferson probably you would say is a higher end talent than A.J. Brown. I mean, I think they're very close, but Jefferson, put it this way, for talking fantasy football, who did you all take first? Was it Jefferson or Brown? Smith is probably better than Addison, but Addison's a guy who's a deep guy. Last week, 15 yards a catch. So they've got weapons. Madison's a pretty solid back. Cousins is what he is. The question will be, can their offensive line hold up? It's the biggest question in the game. You know, defensively, they're going to show you stuff that is going to be confusing. I think last week you got Belichick, and this week you got Flores. You got two really good defensive minds that you got stuck facing the first two weeks of the season if you're Brian Johnson. I think it's an interesting matchup, but I think Philadelphia has a little bit too much pressure for Kirk Cousins, and that turns into turnovers. That turns into, you know, last week I called a strip sack scoop for the uh, touchdown for the Eagles. They didn't get that. They did get the fumble. They recovered that, but they did get the pick six. I think this is another week where the Eagles' defense can make play and pro- make a play and probably score off of it or set up a score. I think they get a lot of pressure on Cousins, forces some sort of pick, maybe a fumble, and the Eagles' defense is another reason why they win the game tonight. Now, I think the defense is going to give up yards. I think you're going to leave frustrated and say, "Man, it's Hawkinson. Nobody can stop him." I think the Eagles are going to say, you get yours. We're not going to let Jefferson beat us. We'll kind of gobble up the run game. We'll let you hit us between the hashes. And if that's the case, I think Philadelphia wins the game with pressure, turnovers, and quite frankly, I don't think the Vikings defense can hold up on the outside all game long. Now, look, Evans and Godwin are really good receivers that they faced last year, last week. But Baker Mayfield, not great, average. Look, I don't want to sit here and say Mayfield is is you know insignificant. He he was the first pick in the draft. He led the Browns to the playoffs, but he's not the same player. Go back to the game last year though, and Dallas Goddard had five for eighty-two in the game against this team. Smith had seven for eighty in the game. Watkins had a big catch in that game. If you remember, he had a fifty-three-yard catch in that game. But here's the thing. Miles Sanders had 17 for 80 last year. 17 carries, 80 yards. Who duplicates that? So Goddard in line for a big game tonight. I think Smith is in line for a nice game tonight. A.J. Brown, I think we'll have a lot of catches, but a lot of underneath stuff. The question will be, Swift or Penny? That's what I'm looking for. I think Eagles win the game. I'm going to go 34-24 eagles win and cover in the game tonight 34 let me write that down so that uh, when we come back here on believe we can check that out 34 24 is my pick for the eagles tonight hey don't forget like rate review subscribe to believe in eagles apple podcast google podcast spotify wherever you're listening get involved spin us out hit the like button repost is that what it's called now on x repost not retweet Get us out there. Let's get the Believe in Eagles community bigger, 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 bigger. We want more this year, right? So we need more of you. Like, rate, review, subscribe, Believe in Eagles. And don't forget, check out my radio show on 97.3 ESPN in Atlantic City. You can listen to me talk more Eagles there as well. And we'll be back with another edition of Believe in Eagles shortly, hopefully right after this Eagles game, either tonight or tomorrow. We'll recap the Eagles and the Vikings. And uh, you can catch me 2-6 to six on 97.3 ESPN. Let's go, Birds!